Hi, and welcome to my Independence Report, the podcast that no one listens to except me. Since no one's listening, I have the freedom to say what's in my heart and to create anything I want. (laughs) How good is that? At least for me. So now I'm going to present new ideas, thoughts, and comments on past and current events, stories from my job, a view from the seat, as well as the best of, episodes from the various shows I did in the past, and even stories about life between lives called Death Isn't Real. So since no one really knows about this podcast, I might as well get started. And oh, by the way, thanks for not listening. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to KKNW 1150 AM. And what is this song, Eric? It's a song called Babies. It's by a group called Pulp. <laughs> you are just educating my me to, to like crazy. That's a great song. I love that. I love that. And right now, I'd like to introduce to the program, or welcome back to the program, the gal that we have every Monday from 12 or a little after 12 to 12 or to 1 o'clock, Staging Life with Barb Schwartz. Barb, how are you? I'm wonderful. I just feel absolutely fabulous. You know, I've heard that about you. (laughs) Now, you're in California right now. Right now, I've stepped out of a class that I'm giving, uh, the accredited staging professional course that I teach. We have people that have flown here from Toronto, Canada, uh, Boston, uh, Massachusetts, Wisconsin, uh, several people from Arizona, Southern California, Seattle. It's, it's just a wonderful experience to be with these people, and this is day one of the course. And this is a five-day intensive study course, isn't it? It is. I have a two-day course and a five-day course, and this week is the five-day course. And what we look at is preparing homes for sale, how to do that, uh, how to communicate with others who we're helping, and, of course, do our own homes as well, and the steps that you go through, what to, to do, what not to do, the cost involved or not, what are the creative ways that we can do things without investing a lot of money in it, and working with realtors around the country that know that a home should be prepared for sale so they can teach the owner why it's important and then give them some tips and then have a one of our uh, accredited staging professional graduates come in and stage the house. Oh, wonderful. Now, would it be, you know, first of all, let me ask you, since this is Staging Life with Barb Schwartz, what would you like to talk about today? Today, I would really like to talk about staging houses to sell or to live in. And I've been visiting, I interviewed my group before I uh, connected with you on the phone, and I said, what would you like to see me uh, emphasize and talk about? And they were so great. I wish we could put them all on the phone uh, with you or on the station, rather. And some of the things that came up, which is what I had been sharing with them, is a staged house is less stressed. And also, when you sell, you've got to move anyway. So pack some things up, get it done a lot quicker. And it gets you on with your life. That's what one of the gals said. She said, staging gets you on with your life. Absolutely. Now let's It back, really does. Let's back up just a little bit because I want to, by way of introduction, let people that weren't listening last week know who Barb Schwartz is. First of all, you've got a killer website, which is, talk about your website real quick. Thank you so much. We actually have five websites and they can reach them all 
through the main one that you're referring to, which is Staged Homes, S-P-A-G-E-D, stagedhomes, one word, dot com. And, and, but, and there it shows homes that have been prepared in living color. Uh, a lot of them, most of them, are right there in the Seattle area, before and after. Many of them were homes that were going to be sold. Some of them are homes that had been on the market for six months, nine months, and didn't sell. And then we came in and staged them, and then they sold right away, and usually for more money. Oh, isn't that and something? It's wonderful. It's a way of life. It's wonderful. I get so excited. Wonderful. Oh, oh yes, you do. And and by let me let make sure everybody understands that Barb Schwartz is the originator and creator of staging homes. Before Barb came along, nobody thunk to do that, which which is amazing to me now looking back on it. It seems like only a natural thing. But you were the one who developed it. You've sold, You've talked to, you've trained, like the courses that you're doing now, as many as half a million people. Is that right? That's right. That's right. And you know, when I thought of this back in the 70s, it was really difficult at that time. Nobody wanted to talk about it. And even now, you have to do, and you and I have talked about this, go out and look at open houses, and a lot of them still are not prepared for sale. They're still not staged. So it's an ongoing thing, and decorators, designers didn't want a thing to do with it because they felt the homes were dirty and they didn't want to deal with them, and now they understand it's a way they can help people as well as our realtors. And so when we think about a real estate agent, and listing property for sale or even as a buyer, how to work with that agent and what to look for in a home and how to know, you know, when it's been staged too much or not prepared for sale. I think it helps buyers realize that they can trust the property more when they see that it is prepared for sale because it took some time and energy on the part of the seller to do that. You bet. Now, what I'd like to do now is... uh... We've got about 35 minutes left in the program, and we're going to have Barb Schwartz with us the whole time. And so, what thank I li- you. You're welcome. Well, well, no, thank you. You're what welcome. we'd like to do is I'd like to open up the phone lines. That'd be great. Yeah, 425-373-5527, or if that's long distance for you, 888-298-5569, because I would like to... Uh, um, have if you've got a question for Barb, and you would like to, uh, you, perhaps you're selling your house, you're going to buy a house, and it can cover anything that has to do with any form of real estate. But specifically, if you're wondering how to go about simply and and efficiently to stage your house, then now would be the time to call and talk to the foremost. I hope I don't embarrass you here. The foremost <laughs> expert in staging homes, and by the way, someone who sold. Over 1,600 houses personally, which this is, is a number that is just amazing to me, Barb. Thank you. Well, I'm really 89 years old. Yeah. I'm always teasing people. I could hear Eric laughing in the background. I love it. Yes, indeed. Um, I would love to answer questions. Anything that people would like to ask about staging or real estate in general, and we'll just have a good time with it. So call in. And what was the toll-free number again? The toll-free number is 888 888- Two nine eight five five six nine, and again that local line is four two five three seven three fifty five twenty seven. Okay, Barb. Cool. The first thing 
that I would like to ask you is what is the first thing that you need to think about when you decide that you're going to sell your house? Great question. All questions are great, and that's a great one as well. The first thing that uh, we want to look at when we decide we're going to sell the house comes hand-in-hand with that, why are we selling? And I like people to think about their time frame. I always like to ask clients, you know, what kind of an experience do you want to have 30 days from now? In other words, do you want to be in this house or in the next house? And sometimes people will say, oh, well, we don't want to move quite that fast then don't bring it on the market until you're really ready to move because the house could sell, you know, the first week or even sooner. And if you're not mentally prepared for that, then it's better to wait till you are. It's a great time to sell a house. It's also a great time to buy a house, which is why it's a great time to sell a house. And Mm -hmm. the best time is always now, and I really believe that no matter whether it's December or July, people buy houses all year long. So first you look at, are you really ready to sell? Because the public's going to be coming through. And then I'd like you to think about, uh, you know, who do you want to work with as an agent to help get you the most money possible? The system really works. I, You know, I've been in this business a long time, and if anybody could sell their house themselves, I could. And I've always listed my house. And one of the reasons for that is the exposure that you receive by opening it up to the multiple of all the agents and all the companies. And it's really a good idea to interview at least three agents. I've always supported that. And agents should not be concerned about owners talking to other agents because they should feel that, you know, they have the most to offer, so they should welcome the comparison. And that seller needs to really interview and qualify those agents and to learn as much about them as they can I believe the agent should furnish information about themselves, not even wait for the seller to have to ask them. I have something I use called my career book that I put letters of reference in, lists of my former clients, pictures of homes I've sold. And instead of my bragging, I just leave that. It could be somebody's brochure, but my picture book shows more than a brochure. And then they can look through it on their own in their own time frame. But I always tell the seller... You know, you're my future employer, and you have the right to know my background because that background is real important to decide if this agent really knows what they're doing in the field of marketing to get Mm -hmm. the money. So those are two of the first things. Is this a time for you to sell? Are you ready for the public to come to your house? (laughs) And then also, who are you going to work with as an agent? Interview several And then immediately you need to start thinking about preparing your home for sale, which I call staging. Okay, so when we look around our house, we've decided, okay, we're moving, we've had it here, or we've found found a house that we want to go build or whatever the circumstance, or I'm being transferred or whatever, and you decide that now is the time to sell and you start looking around. What are some of the first things before you put the house on the market that you need to address before you even get to put your house on the market? Well, getting back to the agent for a minute, okay. I, I think it's really important that the agent does several things, and I believe in working in steps. You know, you don't go to the doctor and say, oh, doctor, I don't feel good, and the doctor says, oh, my God, you look horrible. Lay down. I'm going to open you up and take out your parts right now. 
you know, I tease about that, but <laughs> they don't do that usually. And not that you couldn't have an emergency appendectomy, but the physician works in steps, the accountant works in steps, the appraiser works in steps. All professionals that you trust uh, traditionally work in steps, and I think agents, realtors in general, should be doing that. You just don't walk in the house and say, well, I think you can get this much money, and we'll put up the sign. Those are the old days. Today's market, the owner has the right to do what I said, check out the agent's credentials. They have a right to have each agent show them a marketing proposal of how they would sell the house. So I believe the client, which is the seller, needs that agent to sit down and show them personally a written list of what they're committing in writing they will do to market and sell that house. So that the owner can say, oh, okay, so you're going to have this many open houses, you're putting in this many ads, you're going to market to this many agents, and they know the marketing plan. And one of those things in the marketing plan should be that the agent will help you prepare the home for sale by teaching you about staging and then, if need be, bring in a professional stager to work with you. So it's knowing up front what's going to be done. Where the problems come up is when a seller goes ahead and just authorizes an agent to be a listing agent, and they never did see that proposal, and the agent never explained to them what was going to happen. And then later, the seller can become very frustrated because they don't hear from the agent, or there's no ads in the paper, or no agents are coming to show the house. And it doesn't work for the seller, and it doesn't work for the agent, because the agent just did what I said not to do, and that was they cut out some steps. So education is paramount in communication between the agent and the seller so the seller knows what to expect. And again, one of those things is staging the house. We're talking Staging Life with Barb Schwartz. Today we're talking real estate. If you'd like to give her a call and ask a question about staging your house, if you're going to put it up for sale or you're contemplating it or just plain want to know how to do it because it also works if you are going to live there. You can stage your life around these concepts. Correct, Barb? That's right. Absolutely. I live in a staged house. Perfect. And I I live in a stage coach, but that's a story for another time. So. about you, Kevin. I'm always a little worried. <laughs> I did, don't blame you. And no. Trust me, you're not alone. We need, we need to take a no, break. No, I'm teasing you. I just hope people will pick up the phone and call. Uh, today, people are paying, you know, $1,200 to be with me in my class, and I'm happy to share complimentary information and Pick up the phone and call. I'd love to talk with you. That's 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. We'll be right back with more with Barb in just a moment. Stay with us. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald. I'm your host here on KKNW 1150 AM, your alternative talk radio station. And we're talking with Barb Schwartz. She is the masteress of, of, of staging houses and doing real estate. If you'd like to give us a call, we're talking real estate for the rest of the show. So give us a call, 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5527. Six nine, Barb. We're talking about picking a real estate agent. 
Right. Now, because you don't really want to pick, you know, like like your brother-in-law's best friend's sister. You you really want to do some research because you want somebody who's a professional and who is going to do everything that you need them to do, right? It's really true, and we have friends and family in the business, and it may be the perfect person for you to work with. Listen to your intuition. If you have some questions about that person, then talk with them about it, and it never hurts at all to interview other people. Sometimes I've found that the best is not to go with a friend because sometimes it can put the friendship at jeopardy, and sometimes people take each other for granted in both directions. So I encourage people to really interview more than one agent, and it's important also to ask them, do they have the ASP designation, that's A for accredited, S for staging, P for professional, because two things sell a house. One is price and one is staging, and both of those is equally important. Staging can actually get you more money in a hot market or sell the house in a slow market. And there are agents in Seattle, a number of them, in that marketplace and Tacoma that, and other areas of Washington that have become ASPs, that they will let you know that they know what to do to get your home ready for sale. And one of the agents recently signed his email, asked me how my ASP designation can help bring you more money for your house. And that's really true because a house that's prepared for sale will sell for more usually in most markets. And it's like merchandising anything. You're going to merchandise the car, merchandise the computer if you sold computers. So it's really a marketing tool. Staging is a marketing tool because your product is the house. And you need to have it in a place where people will want to come and look at it and, and, and see it for what it is. Exactly. Now, Barb, exactly. one of the, one of the things that I'm not sure that is general knowledge, and and if it would be okay, and I don't know if ethically we're allowed to talk about the financial side, but how does it all work? Are you able to to tell me how the 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 real estate market, how the listing agent and the other agents and all that kind of stuff, how how they get paid and all that stuff? I can talk about how. I can't quote specific uh, percentages of fees. Uh, but I can talk about the system of how it works. So the broker that lists the property will share with the owner what the fee is that they are asking for in the exclusive listing of that property. And so that should be all stated up front, and the seller, of course, uh, agrees with that or disagrees. All commissions are negotiable, and I've always said that to all clients because the law in Washington State is very clear so it is in your discussion with the realtor or agent of your choice what the fees are, and I believe the agent should have standards for what they charge as well as policies about why they charge it, which is backed up with what the services are that they perform. So it isn't just a fee off the top of somebody's head. Here's the fee, and here's what you receive for that. So they're showing the value in what they're charging. Then when that house sells, Typically, that fee is split down the middle, 50-50, between the listing company, not the agent, but the company, and the company that the agent worked at that sold it. So let's say that ABC Realty listed it and XYZ Realty sold it. One represented the seller, ABC Realty, and one represented the buyer, XYZ Realty. 
So that commission, that fee, is then divided in half. So I can just take a figure. If it were, for example, this is only an example, a $20,000 fee, 10000 would go to the listing company and 10000 would go to the selling company. Then that is split again between the company and that agent. And it depends upon the percentage arrangement that the agent has with the company of what they receive individually. So it's not that the agent got the whole 20000 It doesn't work like that. It's, it seems very large, and it is a large amount of money. As you look at that, the key benefit should outweigh, you know, the charge because, number one, they need to secure a able and willing buyer that's willing to pay the price that the seller is asking or more. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that should be more than made up for the services of using the realtor as, as well as all the marketing that the real estate company and the agent do. So it could be that out of that 20000 that listing agent received 5000 because they may have split that 50-50 with their company. So the whole fee was twenty. only as an example. 10000 went to the listing company. They split it in half with the agent, so the agent received 5000 of the twenty. Now, sometimes you'll have two agents that partner up in the listing. Then I've done this before. So then they split it as well. Helga and I did that, and so then I received twenty five hundred out of the twenty thousand, and Helga received twenty five hundred out of the twenty thousand. So a client, we would always explain this because they go, "Oh, you're making so much money, you're getting twenty thousand. No, it was actually two thousand five hundred dollars that came out of the twenty thousand because the, it got split. Up. Because it key, it's split and then split and then split again. <clears throat> now, and so there are all these different people and companies that are receiving remuneration as uh, entities that are involved in the transaction. So a couple things come to mind. The first thing would be, number one, f- talking to an agent and getting the absolute cheapest um, quote on what they're going to charge you to sell the house may not be the most intelligent decision to make based upon what they offer to do for it, correct? I have a saying about that. Uh, The first answer is yes. And the saying is the old principle, you get what you pay for. And, uh, you know, there is a poem about the idea that people tend to go with the lowest bidder and then realize later on they should have added something for the risk that they run in doing that. And if you add something, you have enough to pay for the better in the beginning. Yes. And so it's, it's really you get what you pay for. And that's why I said earlier in the show it's very important that they see the marketing written plan of what's going to be done. Otherwise, you don't know what you're paying the money for. And so it's really important that today's agents, we're in the modern world if we ever were, it's now, and they need to write down their whole proposal, sign their name to it, have the company's endorsement, and then let the seller know through communication as to what this plan is before they really sign any paperwork or authorize that agent to become their listing agent. Barb, what is the what are the advantages to working with a agent that is part of a real estate company versus an independent agent? Well, most agents these days are with companies, and 
part of that has to do with the networking that goes on in that office, uh, selling each other's listings. Some agents work with buyers, some work with sellers, some work with both. And companies really make up the large part of the Northwest multiple. And so you have all the key companies, whether they're large or small, in the Northwest that, that really are the Northwest Multiple Listing Association. So it isn't that you couldn't list with someone who is a one-person shop out of their home. You could. The questions I'd ask you to think about with that, and I'm not talking about a home office. Most agents have home offices, but they work for larger companies or with them. But let's say there is one person that decides they're going to work from their home and they're going to have their own real estate company. Well, they have to do a lot of uh, paperwork with the state. They have to be approved by the state just like the large companies would. There's a certain level of camaraderie that they're missing, a certain level of networking. And I, one of my many sayings, you know I have a lot of sayings, and one of them is ads don't sell homes, agents do. Ads make the telephone ring so buyers call an office, but they rarely buy the house they call in on. They usually will go to see it, and they're disappointed. They'll say, well, it's in the wrong location, or it's too big or too small. And then the buyer says, well, what else is there I can see? In other words, what else have you got? So I end up selling them a home that wasn't advertised, but they called the office about a house that when they saw they didn't like. So it isn't the ad that really sold the house. It's agents that do. So if you are a one-person entity uh, and you don't work with any of the companies, Number one, you may not have a lot of relations between other agents that you network with. Number two, you may not uh, have the visibility. You may not have the advertising power to bring the buyers in to sell other homes too. So I really believe in teamwork. And the key is that an agent needs to be with an office and a company that they feel will really support them and their sellers. If you feel the company you're with really supports you in attitude and materials and really backs you up and also is very supporting of your seller, you're with the right company. If you feel you're not getting support for yourself or your clients, then it's best to go to a different company. But companies have a real important uh, reason for being, and I, I think it's for the good, highest good of all concern. It's just which company do you choose to go with? Absolutely. And so from the standpoint of the independent guy, it's hard for him to touch the number of listings that a uh, person that's networking in the system can. Is that right? Well, they they can see the listings because they're in the multiple. Right. And there are not many that just work as a one-person company. Most are with the signs that you see all over your neighborhoods. Gotcha. And those are usually the larger companies. I can think of like you Windermere know, for, and that sort of thing. Well, there's uh, Windermere, and you have John O. Scott, Colonel Banker, Remax, Keller Williams. I mean, the list just goes on and on, and I, I hesitate to start because then I, there's somebody I didn't get to say, you know, Better Homes and Gardens, Better Homes. I mean, there's all these companies, and I find a lot of support in the companies that I've worked with through the years of other agents there loving my listings and then helping sell them. And I would really miss that if I were a one-person shop and never worked with an office. 
We're There's talking... so much power in that. There really is. Oh, absolutely. We're talking with Barb Schwartz. We're staging homes with Barb Schwartz today. If you'd like to give us a call, 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. We're going to come right at the back from these messages, so don't you dare go away. And we're going to talk more with Barb Schwartz. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. We are talking with Barb Schwartz. She is the one who developed staging homes for real estate sales. She sold 1,600 homes. It's not very often that you have the opportunity to talk to someone as special as this. So if you are in the process of selling your home, if you're contemplating it in any way, shape, or form, or you're looking to buy a home, now would be the time to call. 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5527. 5569. Before I forget, there's one of my associates is looking to buy a home, but they don't have a down payment. Is there, and she hears every now and again, Barb, about the zero down thing. Is there such a thing as zero down? Absolutely. And the best thing that someone looking to buy a home can do, two things. Number one is to find an agent they feel very comfortable with that will represent them in the purchase of the home. Because traditionally, the agent either represents the buyer or the seller. You can have what's called a dual agent that is the listing agent that facilitates the sale between the buyer and the seller. Most of the time these days, we see agent uh, representation of buyers as well as agent representation of sellers. So find a great agent that they feel comfortable with. And, and you know by your intuition, you feel you like and trust this person. If you do, work with them and stick with them. And if you don't, then find someone else. The second thing is by networking, asking friends or relatives or the agent that you choose for a really good name of a mortgage broker because your local mortgage broker that you also want to feel you can like and trust and that will return your calls just like the agent or call you when things happen because those phone calls are very important, they can shop your loan to many, many different outsources and there are a lot of programs these days See, people rent and they say, well, I don't have a down payment. I can't buy a house. And I'm amazed that mentality is out there and it's alive and well, unfortunately, because there are so many programs that the mortgage broker can work with you on, way too many to go into on this show today, that uh, talk about and have the features of zero down or the seller actually helps facilitate uh some of the points or fees going into closing costs so that the person can buy the house. There are all kinds of programs these days. So find a great agent and find a great mortgage broker, and then they can shop the loan for you. You don't have to go to 10 banks or savings and loans. The broker can do that for you, the mortgage broker, because they place loans through the banks and the savings and loans. And there's, you know, you can talk to them, and it doesn't cost you anything. So go to a mortgage banker, because that means they broker out to all different banks. And they can tell you what this bank is doing and what this bank's doing and what this lender is doing, and they don't charge you to talk with you about your own financial situation and the best loan for you. Perfect. That's that's great advice. And they need to do that right away. They need to do that right away. Yes, indeed. That should be an early part of the loan process. Absolutely, because to pick a house, fall in love, and you don't have a loan for it, you could be really disappointed. You need to go and find out about loans first, 
And then they'll tell you, here's the price range you should look at. They'll tell you what price range you can qualify for. Then, with your agent, you go out and look at those houses and those price ranges. You already know that you can get a loan for that, and then you're not disappointed. Perfect. We're going to talk to John from Seattle. John, welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Hi, John. How are you? How are you, John? Good. I've Good. got a quick question. I've, um, I mean, I can see the purpose of staging and how it benefits, but I've also seen where it um, can inflate the price, and uh seems like that a lot of resources are used in the staging, like if you paint and do carpet, and then maybe the people come in and, and they don't like that carpet, so they have to do it all over. Whereas if, if you cleaned it up and made it presentable and then says, you know, you guys can paint it the way you want. and I'm just saying sometimes it seems like staging is too much. Well, I appreciate uh, your point. It's well taken. And uh, I must get back to what I'm teaching in this class today. It depends on who did the staging. There are some people that I feel have really taken it to extreme, and I'm talking about stagers. It's not to be that way. What we're talking about that I think you are and I are on the same page is to have it fresh-looking, clean. If the walls are purple, it would be good to paint them, you know, white or <laughs> of off Of course, yeah, I agree with that. And, and, and I call it like real estate beige. But I'll tell you, I started this whole thing in the 70s and 80s and 90s and traveled all over the country, and some of the people that heard me took it to the way to the 20th degree, and they took a good thing and skewed it to their own interests. So a home I just staged recently, when I met the family, they said, well, we don't know if we really want to stage. And I said, well, tell me about that. And he said, we met this woman, and she said, oh, you'll just have to take everything out of your house. We'll have to bring in, you know, all this new furniture. We have to get rid of everything, and we have to paint it all. And I said, I'm so sorry to hear that, because... To me, that's not staging. Staging is using what you have and bringing in a few things if we need. Let's say there's no greenery in the house, and maybe we bring in a $29 ficus tree from Walmart and paint the front door. But that's where the creativity comes in. It's not high-ticket items. It's not filling the house with million-dollar furniture, because that's all going to leave when the seller sells a house. Right. And so it's... I agree with you. It should be done in good taste, and it should not cost an arm and a leg to do it. It's it's like detailing the car. You you know you get it clean. You clean out the trunk, but you don't have to take the car usually, and you know have new seats put in and repaint the whole car and do all of that. So I, I agree with you. There's a point when people can do too much, and okay. so it's getting the advice that we, we pick the mainstream right down the middle so it's not too extreme in either direction. Right. Now, well, that makes me feel better because I mean, my mom sold her house like 15 years ago and, and the real estate people came in and really, you know, they did do some staging. It wasn't real expensive, but I felt that the buyer um, got the, the raw end of the deal because, you know, it wasn't a, a custom house. It was just an ordinary house. It was in a pricey real estate district, but the... Uh, because it was made to look much more than it was. I mean, if it was me and I was coming in, I would have gutted the house out and redid it if, if uh-huh, that was uh-huh. what they wanted. But they paid a lot of money that could have been negotiated out differently. Now, when was that? That was like 1990. Yeah, so or that, or that probably happened at the time, but now, of course, they, the house is worth even more. So right. that's a good thing on behalf of the buyer that bought it. It's gone up a whole bunch since then. 
But I agree with you. The, the basic, my three C's, John, of staging are, number one, have it clean. Number two, clutter-free, because it's all these extra things we have out, the piles of magazines, the extra Hummel figures, the stuffed ducks. I've seen all the above and more. On the walls, it's a lot of the collections we pack up, and we keep them safely that way, too, out of sight. And then number three is buy a can of paint if you need it. So that could be the front door or the shutters or could be the purple bedroom. And then just decluttering, oh, my gosh, it makes the biggest difference. And it doesn't mean that it's going to cost an arm and a leg. And the house then is presentable, it's neat and clean, and it's much easier for you know, buyers to consider living in than some of the other homes. I, you've probably been in homes that weren't prepared for sale that had dirty clothes all over the floors sure. and, you know, they hadn't cleaned house and it looked like 10 years. <laughs> and so <laughs> I've seen, you name it, and I've seen it, John. <laughs> so uh, the only thing I never staged is an igloo, but I've done everything else. So, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, I agree with you. It should be neat, clean, and presentable. And the idea is not to go in and make it look like Hollywood. Great. Well, thank you. I feel comfortable with that answer. Thank you, John. Okay. I'm so glad you called, man. You were the brave one. <laughs> have a great day, John. You, you have too. a great week. Thank, thank you. you. You too. And I think that's a wonderful answer, young lady. By the way, how does somebody get a hold of Barb Schwartz? Well, we have a toll-free number and the website. The toll-free number is 800-392. That's an old Issaquah number. 71 <laughs> Six one eight hundred three nine two seven one six one or the website staged homes s t a g e d h o m e s staged homes dot com and, and thank you so much for being on the show today and we're my gonna, joy absolutely go back to teaching the class and um, thank you for taking your lunch hour away. And next week when we talk, I'd, I'd like to touch on, because John brought up an interesting point for me, which is that uh, um, it is the responsibility of the real estate agent that's working for the seller to get the most for the house that they reasonably can. Right. And uh, as well, it's a responsibility for the uh, agent of the buyer to get the best right. deal they can. That's right, and so that's a great topic for next week to look forward to how do we work all that out. And I want to say thanks again for being on the show. I, I love what I'm doing, and I love Positive Talk Radio. It's the way to live your life, and I like what I always say, care more than others think is wise, risk more than others think is safe, expect more than others think is possible, and keep dreaming those dreams. Dream more than others think is practical. Happy staging your life, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Take care, and thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.